Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. The number one thing I can see that people don't do is they don't take action. They get paralysis of analysis. And they won't pull the trigger. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast and we don't get into any fluffy stuff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. With us today, we're going to be talking to a real estate investor who's been in the business for over 30 years. He's a host of the Bragg Radio Show, and he's an active real estate investor. How you doing? Larry Goins. What's happening? Nice to have you on the show, my friend, and looking forward to diving in a little bit more about Larry. He is the founder of Real Estate Day Trading, the art of buying and selling homes for your home office. He, as I mentioned, has been in real estate for 30 years. He's the author of HUD Homes Half Off and How to Get Started in Real Estate Day Trading based in Charlotte, North Carolina. And you can say hi to him at his website, LarryGoins.com. With that being said, Larry, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. I've been investing in real estate for about 30 years now. I started in 1986. And I've seen ups and downs, good and bad markets and all that good stuff. And tried real estate several times in the past, just couldn't make it click. And read a book by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth. And that helped me think about automating and putting systems and processes and procedures in place. And now in the last 30 years, 
I've done deals in 12 different states right from my office in Lake Wiley, South Carolina, which is literally just across the state line from Charlotte, North Carolina. I've done wholesaling, retailing, lease options, subject to short sales. I've been a landlord. I've done seller financing, done commercial, multifamily. I've owned Dollar General stores, Shoney's restaurants, mobile home parks. But what I focus on is a couple of different things. I focus on single-family houses, and I focus on wholesaling them, and I also focus on seller financing and or doing lease options is what I focus on right now. So I love real estate. I've never seen a type of business that you can do more with than you can with real estate. There's so many different ways to do a deal. You've mentioned a bunch of different types of real estate investing from single family homes to mobile home parks to even dollar generals. What was it about the mobile home parks and the retail that you didn't decide to focus on that, but instead focused on single families? Well, actually, I have owned two mobile home parks. It was the same one, my first and last. (laughs) (laughs) How come? What happened? Well, don't get me wrong. I made money with it, but I just found out that's not the kind of investing that I wanted to do. Mine wasn't a mobile home park. Mine was a trailer park. And there is a difference, by the way. (laughs) But no, I have owned Dollar Generals and Shoney's restaurants, and I've done some of that, commercial, multifamily, triple net lease. But the thing I've found out, the bigger the price properties you get to, it's more of a passive type income. I like to be more active. I like to get in and get my hands dirty. Not literally, because there's really only two things I hate about real estate. That's tenants and rehabs. So I don't really do rehabs. I try to buy decent houses in decent areas that don't need much work. Yes, I might do some paint and carpet, but that's about it. And I'll put either a seller finance buyer in there or I'll put a lease option tenant in there. And then I'll get the cash flow off of that as well. So I love that. But I've done some Dollar Generals and some Shoney's restaurants, as I mentioned, but those are more kind of passive income type deals. Why don't you like that approach? Because usually people want that approach. I do like the passive approach. However, if you're going to buy a Dollar General, if you go to loopnet.com right now and you look up Dollar Generals, you're going to find out that the Dollar Generals are paying somewhere between 6 7 8% yield. And I've gotten yields anywhere from 119 to 788% return on my money. So it's hard for me, even though it's a dollar general, it's a triple net lease deal, it's a credit tenant, it's hard for me to want to buy a property that's throwing off a 6 or 8% yield, even though I can increase that with leverage. But I would much rather do my own deals and create double and triple digit returns. Okay. Got it. So it's not necessarily about the active versus passive. It's more about the type of projected returns that you can achieve for that investment vehicle. Well, that's true to a certain extent because whenever you buy a dollar general, you really are truly passive. You're just really buying a property, whether you pay cash for it or whether you get a loan, but it's all passive. But if I'm going out and buying a property I'm getting a deep discount on it. I'm negotiating a deep discount on it. Then I'm going in and maybe putting some paint and carpet in it. Then I'm advertising it, marketing it, putting a lease option tenant in it, or I'm putting a seller finance buyer in it. Then I'm negotiating that. I'm getting a down payment or option money, and I'm putting all that together. Even though that's a passive income, 
it's more of an active investment, if that makes sense. That does make sense. You have more opportunity to force the appreciation and put your fingerprints on it and make it your own. You've been in the business for over 30 years. I know you've got a deal or two where it didn't go according to plan and you lost money. Can you tell us a story of a deal where you lost money? Oh, no, I've never lost money. Real estate, you can't lose money in. (laughs) You know, it's funny you ask that because I have never, ever, ever seen somebody who's done real estate for any length of time that didn't lose money, okay? That's just the way it is. And I tell all my students, if you do enough real estate deals, you will lose money. I remember a few years ago, I was doing a fix and flip. And I think you remember me saying earlier that I hate rehabs. I do hate rehabs. This was a nice house. It was about a $300,000 house we'd picked up. It was a HUD house. And we were doing a complete remodel on it, thirty or $40,000 remodel, a few thousand square foot house. So we bought it and did the rehab. And literally two days before we were to have our very first open house, it was in the middle of winter. We had a huge cold front came through, and my contractor, he did two things wrong. He left the heat off and the water on. What do you think happened? (laughs) Kablooey. There was an outside wall upstairs that bust in one of the bathrooms, and this was on the second floor. And the way we found out about it, because this was two days before, this was on a Thursday. We were supposed to have an open house on Saturday and Sunday that weekend. The way we found out about it was the next day we get a call from the neighbor saying, why are your windows fogged up and there's water running out the front door? (laughs) So I learned two valuable lessons. Number one, never trust anyone to leave the heat on and the water off. And number two, the most valuable lesson I learned is no matter how good of an insurance company you have, Insurance companies will not pay for water damage if it's because of pipes burst and the heat is off and the water is on. If the heat had been on, it would have been a different story. If the water had been turned off and something happened, it would have been a different story. But they will not pay. That was a $75,000 mistake because we had to take the subfloor up, the sheetrock off. It was a total rehab. We had to do more rehab the second go-round than we did the first time, and I lost about $75,000 on that deal. So that's one of the reasons I hate rehabs. When that happened, immediately after, who do you call, and what's that conversation sound like? (laughs) That's really good. Well, here's the first thing you got to think about. Your contractor, what's the point in calling them other than just to vent? Because they've got no money. They're not going to be responsible for it. They're not going to take ownership of it. Yeah, I I thought it was on when I left. I thought I turned the water off. Now, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. Nothing. Right? So, yeah, other than venting, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Mm -hmm. The next thing you do is call your insurance company. And your insurance company is going to say, can you prove the heat was on and the water was off? Right? So from now on, what I do, anytime I have a property in the winter under construction, I have the contractor text me 
on the date in question and say, anytime I know the temperature is going to get down, even if it's every day, I have them text me, just verified the heat is on and the water is off. Ah, okay. Very good lesson right there for everyone. Has that happened since then? Absolutely not. Mm. But I did have two properties that happened to at the same time. That was just one of the two. Oh, wow. Same contractor? No, different contractor. One of them was down in Liberty, South Carolina, headed toward Atlanta, and another one was in Charleston, South Carolina, near the beach. One was a $75,000 hit. What about the other? The other one, insurance paid for it because even though the pipes burst, the heat was on, and it was an outside wall, and it was extreme cold temperatures, so the insurance company did pay for that one. Mm. With the $75,000 hit, were you at a point in your business where you paid that out of your own pocket or do you have to borrow money from friends and family or investors? No, it was only a, a few years ago. So I paid for it out of my pocket. Mm. The lesson is still fresh on your mind then, I guess. <laughs> exactly. How about a deal where you didn't think it would be a good opportunity, but then the more you looked at it, the more it turned out to be a really good one. Do you have any of those? I'm sure I do. I have a lot of those, but I base all my deals on the numbers. Now, you can look at the numbers all day long. Sometimes you just get a gut feeling about a property, and the only way I can tell you that that works is if you've been doing it long enough to where your instinct takes over, and that takes many, many, many years to do. I have people bring me deals all the time that on the surface, they look good. Once you delve into it and you look at it, you can tell there's no way this house is going to sell. For example, somebody brought me a deal not too long ago. They said, Larry, this is a great deal. The comps are really good. There's this, there's that, there's the other. This is a great deal. So the first thing I said was it's been on the market 320 days. There's a reason for that. You may not know what it is now, but if it was that good a deal, it wouldn't have been on the market almost a year. So you need to find out why has it been on the market for 320 days? Yeah, but it's such a great deal. It's in great shape. It's moving ready. Yes, but you need to find out. Sometimes the best deal you make is the one that you said no to. So like in this particular deal, my student went back and they asked the realtor and started delving into it. The realtor talked to the seller and they knew. So what <laughs> the reason was, there were two things. Number one, it was on a shared well with no agreement. In other words, the well that supplied water to the property was on someone else's property and they had just tapped into it, but they had no type of written agreement. And number two, the property was on a site that used to be a gas station and the soil had never been tested. So people were scared of it. What happened? I said, just run, just say next. Is there any inkling in your mind to think, well, this could be an opportunity if I get it low enough, or is it just not worth the hassle? Well, as a real estate investor, you know, every property is a deal at the right price. So you just have to look at it and see. You have to look and weigh the advantages and the disadvantages. Are you going to have trouble selling it? Are you going to have trouble renting it? Who's going to want to buy it? What kind of market is there for this type of property at this price? And can you move it and get rid of it? Or can you rent it out long-term and make a good cash flow? 
Larry, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Take action. A lot of people go out here and listen to webinars and podcasts and go to seminars and read books and buy home study courses. Listen, I love real estate. I love real estate education. I've got a ton of real estate education. I'm always listening to audio books in my car. I'm always going to events myself and learning myself. Even though I have shared the stage with Robert Kiyosaki, Tony Robbins, and Donald Trump, I still go to events myself as a student, but I typically go to advanced mastermind type of events. But the number one thing I can see that people don't do is they don't take action. They get paralysis of analysis, and they won't pull the trigger. I've had some people, whether they've read my books or bought my home study courses, they call up and say, hey, this, I tried this, and it doesn't work. My very first answer is, how many offers did you make? Well, I went to the RIA meeting, and I looked online, and I talked to a couple of realtors. Well, let me ask you another question. How many offers did you make? Well, I got my LLC set up. And I found a couple bird dogs that I want to work with. And I think I might have found a good realtor. Okay, well, let me ask you another question. Approximately how many offers did you make? And the bottom line is, if you don't make any offers, you have zero chance of buying a house. And that's what I tell people all the time. If you don't make any offers, don't call me up and tell me this doesn't work until you've gone out there and made some offers. This is a Larry Goins guarantee. I guarantee you. If you make no offers, you have zero chance of buying anything. Do you ever have the analysis paralysis or is that not how you're wired? Here's the thing, and I'm really glad you brought this up because a lot of people think real estate is risky. Real estate itself is not risky. Being uneducated is what's risky. If you get the right education by listening to podcasts like yours, by reading books, by getting home study courses, and finding a good mentor. That takes the risk out of it. It takes the fear out of it, which takes the risk. And if you know what you're doing or you can latch on to somebody, for example, I had a student. He was trying to figure out something, and he asked, this is one of my inner circle students, and these guys pay big bucks to get next to me, to get my personal phone number and contact information and come spend three to five days in my office. And this guy said, I've asked three attorneys this question, and they all tell me something different. He said, what's your opinion? It was just an email. It was a simple email. And I said, here's the way to do this. And I didn't say, well, it depends. It's this. It's that. What was the I question? Said, here's, here's the way you do that. It was, how should you sign for your entity? And he said, some of them just say, sign my name. Some of them say, I need to write out, sign out the name of my entity like Larry Buys Houses, LLC. He said every one of them was telling him something different. And I told him, you sign your name, and right beside your name, you write manager member or president or CEO or whatever, depending on if it's a corporation or LLC. But you sign as an officer or as a manager or as a member, not personally. The attorney that was telling him just to sign their name could get them in trouble. So he emailed me back right away, and he said, that's the most straightforward, simple answer I've gotten from three different attorneys. And I just emailed him back, and I said, that's exactly what you're paying for, somebody who's been around the block and is doing it. And so just going back to the original question, did you ever have analysis paralysis, or have you always been someone who just, hey, I learn a little bit, and then I do it, and then I learn, and then I do it? You know, I really have not ever had 
paralysis of analysis. I've always been the kind of person where if you can do it, I can do it. And even if I don't know all the answers, I'm going to read some books. I'm going to do some research on it. I'm going to ask some people, but I'm going to go out and do it. And I've always been a rhino type of a person. I don't know if you've ever read the book, Rhinoceros Success by Scott Alexander, but I read it first back in the 80s. And it's a great book. It's all about being a rhino and charging after your goals and don't be a lazy cow standing in the field. you got to be a rhino and charge after your goals. And it's a great book. And I've always been that type of person where if you can do something, I can do it. You're not going to get anything over on me. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Home Warranty of America is a nationwide leader in the home warranty industry offering coverage in all 50 states. Most companies offer 12 months of coverage, not Home Warranty of America, though. They offer 13 months of coverage. Go get that extra month. Find out more at hwahomewarranty.com. That's hwahomewarranty.com. What's the best ever book you've read? Lessons from the Richest Man Who Ever Lived. What's the best ever personal growth experience, and what would you learn from it? It is from Jim Rohn, one of my mentors, and I was complaining about the price of gas one time, and he said, Larry, the problem is not the gas. The problem is you can't afford it, and I never forgot that. I was just thinking of one of his quotes yesterday, the don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. What's the best ever deal you've done? The best ever deal I've done, I wholesaled a house one time. I bought it for seven hundred and I sold it for seven hundred and seventy five thousand. I only had a five hundred dollar deposit put up. How'd you come across that deal? Somebody sent it to me. They didn't know it was a deal, but I did and I sold it and I made seventy five grand. I can't even remember how much they made, but they made money too. What's the best ever way you like to give back? My wife and I and our family, as well as our organization, we like to brag. What I mean by brag is be rich and generous. In fact, that's the name of our radio network is Brag Radio, investing in real estate to be rich and generous. And we help a lot of different organizations. And we even have a wall in our office that says brag, where we get thank you cards and thank you letters and things from different organizations and people and students we've sent on mission trips and just many, many, many different things that we have helped and continue to help and cancel copies of canceled checks we used to put up in the office, like 20000 here, 10000 there, 15000 there. Let me tell you something. A hundred years from now, nobody's going to care whether you flip 50 houses a year or 100 houses a year or 300 houses a year. But you might have been able to help somebody and touch their life and change them for generations. And we like to give back not just at one organization or for one charity, but we like to give back, not just with our money, but with our time as well. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Um, trusting other people without verifying. I'm a firm believer in what Ronald Reagan used to say is trust, but verify. I've had contractors tell me stuff was done and tried to get a draw. I've had acquisition people tell me that this house is a great deal. If I had the money, I'd buy it myself. I've had managers. I've had other people I worked with, but you got to remember this. The best fertilizer in a garden is the footsteps of the owner. So you got to keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? 
at our website, LarryGoins.com forward slash, I believe we had a special offer at best forward slash best ever listeners. They can get a copy of my book, HUD Homes Half Off, as well as some other free stuff. That way we'll know it came from you. It's LarryGoins, G-O-I-N-S.com forward slash best ever listeners. And we got some free gifts there for everybody. Cool. Well, I will make sure I put that in the show notes. Larry, thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate you spending time with us talking about your ups and downs. Love the $75,000 lesson, not because it was painful for you, but because it will help the best ever listeners. And the contractor text for how to solve that, which is what you Receive now, you get the contractor to text you that they're verifying the heat is on and the water is off and the little insurance lesson that was learned along the way. And then also talking about the deals that did go well and then deals to stay away from. Like, hey, something's on MLS for a while and well, guess what? It's on the MLS for a while for a reason. And in that case, the shared well where there's no formal agreement and the gas station that used to be there, soil's never been tested. So Really appreciate you spending time with us. Hope you have a best ever day, Larry, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and best of luck to everyone. Thanks a lot. Home Warranty of America is a nationwide leader in the home warranty industry offering coverage in all 50 states. Most companies offer 12 months of coverage. Not Home Warranty of America, though. They offer 13 months of coverage. Go get that extra month. Find out more at hwahomewarranty.com. That's hwahomewarranty.com.